Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about how the Commission aims to better manage carbon cycles within the EU, from carbon as a raw material to carbon emissions, with a view to not only slashing our emissions, but also moving towards a more sustainable and circular economy. With the adoption of the climate law, the EU committed itself to reach climate neutrality by 2050 and to deliver negative emissions thereafter. But that's easier said than done. To do so, carbon emissions must be significantly reduced and any remaining greenhouse gas emissions, especially from hard-to-abate sectors such as agriculture, transport and some industrial processes, balanced and subsequently exceeded by natural sequestration of CO2 or technological removals. That's why in December 2021, the Commission presented its communication on sustainable carbon cycles, outlining various ideas to reduce our economy's demand on virgin fossil-based carbon resources and ensure that less CO2 is released into the atmosphere or removing CO2 that's already there. This would reduce the atmospheric greenhouse gas concentration and thereby its warming effect. Let's hear the Executive Vice President for the European Green Deal, Franz Timmermans. To reach climate neutrality in 2050, we need emissions cuts as well as sustainable solutions for removing and recycling carbon. Part of the answer is in renovation and in technologies we're developing for the future. And part of it is in the nature-based solutions which are already available. Now, the Commission looks at carbon cycles and processes to manage these in three ways. Use, removal or storage of carbon or carbon dioxide. Each of these contains diverse approaches that are currently at different stages of implementation. But let's take a closer look. Did you know that over half of the carbon we use still comes from fossil sources? Ensuring circularity by recycling or reusing carbon feedstock sourced from waste streams, sustainable biomass or carbon capture in products, or substituting fossil-based carbon with renewable carbon sources through innovation could reduce the overall demand for virgin fossil-based carbon. And help cut greenhouse gas emissions. Here's Lisa Lot Jensen from the European Parliamentary Research Service. The EU economy requires roughly 1 billion tonnes of biogenic or fossil carbon. The fossil-based resources are primarily used for energy purposes, with the exception of the chemicals and plastics sector, which is the only sector to use fossil resources for non-energy purposes. That's why the Commission has set the target that at least 20% of the carbon used in chemical and plastics products should be from sustainable non-fossil sources by 2030. Next to increasing carbon recycling and reuse, the Commission also wants to upscale carbon farming as a business model, promoting practices on natural ecosystems that increase carbon sequestration. Apart from the economic benefits, such practices can also contribute to biodiversity and improve soil fertility thanks to increased amounts of organic carbon. Here's Vice President Timmermans again. Carbon removals create new business opportunities. In the first place for farmers, for foresters and other land managers. They can benefit from a new source of income in exchange for rolling out carbon farming practices and for storing carbon in soil, trees, shrubs, wetlands, peatlands. These practices are also great for nature and for the sustainability of our food supply. According to the Commission, carbon farming initiatives should contribute to the increase of Europe's natural carbon sinks by 42 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent by 2030. 
The Commission's communication on sustainable carbon cycles also promotes known technological solutions to capture carbon at source and store it permanently, or to ensure its sustainable use in closed cycles. This could foster new industrial value chains for the sustainable capture, transport and storage or recycling of carbon emissions. Going further, the Commission has set the target of having 5 million tonnes of CO2 directly removed from the atmosphere annually and permanently stored through technological solutions by 2030. The technologies for direct air capture are still nascent and require further research and demonstration efforts to lower risk and reach scale. Capturing CO2 directly from the atmosphere using direct air capture or using biomass which has sequestered CO2 to produce bioenergy, combining both technologies with permanent carbon storage for the captured emissions, could help deliver negative emissions and stabilize our planet's temperature. To support new business models and industrial innovation to reduce our carbon dependence and deliver carbon dioxide removals at scale, the Commission wants to ensure the legislative framework to support change in practices in relevant sectors. And to boost investments in carbon capture and storage, as well as the necessary cross-border infrastructure to transport CO2 for recycling or permanent storage. But carbon removals need to be reliable to give the desired effect. That's why, before the end of this year, the Commission will propose a European certification scheme based on scientifically robust requirements for transparent measurement, monitoring and verification of carbon removals. This will help ensure a high level of environmental integrity and make sure that the positive synergies for biodiversity and food production are also captured. But how have the Commission's plans been received by Member States and the European Parliament? Well, in general, the European Parliament gives priority to direct emission reductions over removals, although it has acknowledged the need to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. As for member states, they warned of the need to take an integrated approach to carbon farming, as agriculture emits not only CO2, but also other greenhouse gases, such as methane and nitrous oxide. The Council also acknowledged the need to create an easy system to integrate future carbon removals. Want to know more? Check out Liselot Jensen's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.